Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Good morning. Hey, it's a beautiful, rainy, nasty day here in New York and New Jersey. So like, this is the best just to hang out, chat. We got a jam-packed full stuff of events to talk about. Uh, let's, you know, let's just get right to it. So the first thing I want to share is this, where believe it or not, we're like at the end of October. It's like October 20th, I believe. And within a month-ish, we're going to hit Thanksgiving Day. The reason why I'm saying this, and it's kind of important, so people who are looking for a job, what happens is the closer you get to the holidays, and once you get into the holidays, it becomes progressively harder to interview and get a job offer. And the reason is this. You have the HR people, the hiring managers, you know, everybody else involved with the process that's just, just they check out. And I can't blame them. You know, it's it's the holiday season. This has been a rough year, a rough couple of years, a rough couple of three or four years, you know, depending on on, on your circumstances. So what happens is that people want to just, I'm going on vacation, I'm taking my paid time off, I'm planning a trip for the holidays. So everyone, it's it just gets disjointed. And what ends up happening is that a lot of people who are on the job hunt will just tap out. They'll say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to wait to January. Why go now? Why start looking around? I know I'm going to interview and then the HR person is going to be out. Then the HR person comes back in and the hiring manager is out and then the hiring manager comes back in and it's just a colossal waste of time. So a lot of them peace out and say, hey, I'm done with the job search for now. I'm going to wait till the new year. And as a recruiter, you know, for years, I'll always hear that. They'll say, hey, Jack, you know what? Thanks, you know, for the offer to interview for this company. But you know what? Let's, let's regroup in January or mid-January. Let, let, let's give it a time. Let's, let's wait. And then particularly when the markets are dicey and the economy is not so good and there's worries about recession, high inflation, high interest rates, the cost rising, it makes it even easier for people to say, hey, let's just wait this out. You know, maybe in 2024, things would miraculously change and it'll get better. And perhaps it could. So given that backdrop, what I would strongly suggest for people who are either actively looking for a job or even passively looking for a job to go and start revving everything up, take it to the next level. Because as I just mentioned, so many people are just going to be out of the market. There's going to be less competition. So you know how when, you know, let's say on LinkedIn, you look at the job, you know, you put it up, you know, apply to a job and you'll see 200, 300, 500, 1,000 people applying and you're like, ah, I'm not going to bother. It's going to be different now. You're not going to see as many people applying to jobs. You're going to see as many people interviewing. So this is your chance to stand out. You have a few weeks really to get, to get going and to make it happen. Now, two things could happen. One, which is probably going to be challenging. I don't want to, you know, get your hopes up too high. It could, you know, you could maybe find a job during the holiday period because, as I mentioned, there's not as much competition and their needs. 
And for some, some sectors of the market, there's a lot of hiring during the holidays because you know retail sales, there's so much going on, a little bit more blue collarish frontline workers than white collars, to be fair. But for frontline workers and blue collar workers, there's probably a lot of good stuff out there during this time of year. But even if you can't find a job or get a job during this period of time, the key is that you're laying the groundwork for the future. And here's what I would suggest you do. Here's an easy to follow game plan. You're looking for a job. Get in touch with some recruiters who specialize in your space. Maybe check in with some career coaches, resume writers to help you out with your resume, your LinkedIn profile, and give you some advice and guidance and you know what to do to get noticed. Tap into your network. And whatever people talk about networking, it's like that ick effect. People don't like the sound of it. So I don't even like really using the word, but I would suggest, and this is not weird, but given what's going on now, where everything seems like it's upheaval, you know, we're looking at what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in Ukraine. We see what's going on in the economy. We've seen lots of layoffs and downsizings. You know, you, all you have to do is go on social media and you see everyone's angry and everyone's stressed. So it's a weird environment. What you want to do is try to block out all that noise, cut through all that noise and just focus on yourself and then start reaching out to people because people feel afraid, stressed, worried, anxious, and they would welcome your call. And when I say calling and reaching out, it doesn't mean you're going to call everyone you know, hey, can you get me a job? But it's more of cementing the relationships. You know, you could call up and call up Christine and say, hey, Christine, we haven't spoken in a while. How's everything? How's the family? How are you doing? I know these are challenging and stressful times. I know it's very emotional for a lot of people. How are you? And then you have a conversation without pushing for anything, just getting on someone's resume, uh, uh, someone's radar. By reaching out, it's the combination of the holidays, which, you know, you always want to reach out to people, but now more than ever, it gives you an excuse. And by reaching out to people just to say, hello, how are you feeling? You know, how are you enduring all these things? And when I say these things, like we talked about with what's going on in the Middle East, what's happening in Ukraine, what's just happening here at home, people welcome the call and they want to talk. With the pandemic, we've got used to just cocooning in our own little bubbles and we forget and we lose sight of our social network. So this way, by reaching out, it becomes a numbers game. You get in touch with a lot of folks, so they're keeping an eye out for you. So they're going to make a mental note. Hey, Jack reached out. That was really cool of him. And he did kind of mention that he's open to looking for jobs. And huh, he shared a little bit about what he does for a living. I'll keep my eyes open. So you're building up you know, you know, a whole group of people that could help you. So you don't have to go it alone. And that's a challenge with a lot of people when they do a job search. They're just doing it solo. They feel awkward and comfortable, particularly if you're in between roles. Because if you're in between roles, then you just, just you don't feel comfortable 
you feel weird, you feel awkward to tell people, hey, I'm not working, but can you help me out? Don't feel that way. You know, there are millions of people who are going through the same kind of thing. So we, even though you're in between roles and you want to pull out of social events, going into the holidays, because you don't, you'll feel, you feel that you'll be embarrassed at a holiday dinner or something where everyone talks about what they're doing and you have to feel embarrassed that like, hey, I'm in between. No, that's the time you have to suck it up and say, hey, by the way, I am looking for a new role. And if anyone knows anything out there, let me know. Here's what I do. Here's what I'm looking for. And I really appreciate your help. So what I would say here, so it's, it's like I mentioned before, it's pretty straightforward. Get in touch with recruiters in your area. And I'm harping on that part because oftentimes people just get a lead for a recruiter. A friend will say, hey, here's a great recruiter, but they don't focus on what you do. So then there's just, it doesn't work. And it leaves both sides feeling you know, uncomfortable because that person doesn't know what you do. They don't have the context. Find people, find recruiters who specialize in your field. Have a conversation with them. Let them know what you're looking for. And they'll keep an eye out. And it doesn't have to be one recruiter. You know, you could find, you know, two, three of them who could keep an eye out. So then in addition to you looking, and now you have people in your whole overall network group looking, it helps you out. You also want to kind of, get visible. So let's say you're a white collar professional. The social media probably best is LinkedIn. And depending on what you do, maybe Instagram or X, it depends on you know, the type of job you have and career you have. You want to get noticed. You want to get in front of people. You want people to see who you are, know what you do, so that when a job comes up, they'll reach out to you. This is playing like it'd be you know, slowly, a little bit at a time building up so that best case, maybe you can get something during the holiday season, but even if not, you're laying the groundwork. So when January comes in, you're not like a frenzy trying to start all over and do all the things I just mentioned. Because that's when everybody else comes into the market. Once it's like January 2nd, January 3rd, you know, second, first week of January, that's where everyone wakes up and go, I want to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to find a new job. And then boom, it's like you're competing with everybody. But your resume is already in the companies. You're getting, you've been getting noticed. You've been connecting with people. So you got a big jump start on that. So that's, so what I want you to do is have a game plan and just write it down. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to, the people I'm going to connect with and, and, and have a list. You know, I'm going to connect this person, this person, I'm going to speak to this person and so forth. I'm going to get in touch with this recruiter, that recruiter, the other recruiter. Uh, I'm going to hit up some friends of mine and maybe college alumni to help me out here. So this way you have a whole game plan that you're working on and you're not doing it haphazardly and you're building. Be prepared. It's going to still be tough. It'll be rough because people, if you haven't been looking at the job market or involved with the job market, the white collar professionals, it's kind of what they call a white collar rich session, meaning 
that there's just not a heck of a lot of jobs out there. And the jobs that are out there, they want you to be hyper-specialized and have these ridiculous amounts of skills and abilities and talents and background that fit that's so hard to fit. It's also everybody is cost conscious now, worried about inflation, worried about the recession. It's a belt tightening mode. So don't get discouraged if, if you're following my advice to keep looking during this period of time. And you're like, Jack, you're nuts. What's going on? Nothing is happening. It feels like nothing is happening, but you're laying the seeds. You're like Johnny Appleseed. You're lay, laying the seeds to get the trees growing down the road. And it takes time. So you be patient and keep, keep going. Another thing is this. We're in an environment that's probably going to be tough for a long time. So you want to be mentally prepared. So even once we're in 2024, if you don't find something right away, don't freak out. Don't worry. This is going to be a bit of a marathon. And, but eventually it'll happen. Eventually you'll find the job, you'll find the opportunity. It just may take longer, more interviews more stress, but ultimately, ultimately it'll happen. But let's do this. In addition, because we've got a couple of other things to talk about. So I want to segue into a, another topic that's kind of, I, it's hard for me to process. I don't know if you've heard the term of uh, coffee badging. I think is right. Coffee, right? Christine, coffee, <laughs> coffee, because it sounds so weird. Coffee badging, right? Yeah. Where somebody comes, you cup, you know, this is to me from the outside. It's hard. Christine and I were talking about this morning before the show is that it's, just, it's hard to process. The theory is this coffee badging is you're frustrated that your boss is telling you to come into the office because you don't want to go to the office. They promised you, you can work remote forever. You don't have to come to the office. Then it's like, you know, maybe hybrid, but now it's, we want you in as much as possible. So people will come in and swipe their card, swipe their, you know, ID card, come in, strut around the office, schmooze a little bit, you know, shake some hands, say hello to some people, get a cup of coffee, and then skedaddle and get out and go back home with the idea that if anyone checks, they'll see that you checked in and you were there. Now, that's the, that's the meme from what I'm seeing. It seems similar to when they talk about acting your wage, bare minimum Mondays, you know, quiet quitting. It's, it's in the same vein of, you know, I'm, I'm unhappy, I'm disconnected from work, I'm disengaged, and I'm not gonna even hide it with catch with coffee badging. It's like, I'm not gonna even hide it. It's almost like a big F you to the boss saying, Hey, I know that you know that I know I'm playing, I'm playing a game here by just swiping my card and not really being in the office. And they know that you know that this is happening but you want them to know because this is your way of protesting. Now, on one side, I get it. It makes sense. 
that if they tell you you could be remote and now they say you can't be remote and maybe you uprooted your whole life and moved to a different location for lower cost and you could put your kids in a new school and now you have to kind of come back and it's a long commute or you can't even commute, it's too long. What do I do? Do I have to sell my new home now that I just got and then get another home and the mortgage rates are going to be twice as much? So you put me in a bad spot. So now I'm ticked off. So yeah, I am kind of giving the middle finger to the boss because you promised one thing, I acted on that promise and now I'm coming back into the office and, and it's, it's completely unfair. I'm spending so much money for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. I have to relocate my kids, take them out of one school, put them in another school. So on one level, I could completely understand how you know someone who is just swiping the cards and trying to kind of play a game here but that's their way of saying, you just just cheated me. You just just made, you know, like you took advantage of, of my gullibility because I trusted you. And now I'm in a really bad spot. And I'm doing this, you know, to show this is my, my, my disdain. And if enough employees do that, maybe you're going to relent and say, hey, you know what? I did promise, you know, that you could work remote. I'm going to now, I'm going to honor it because I did make a promise that I'll keep my promise. Or make amends and say, hey, if I got to now, sell my house that I got because you told me I could go remote and I got a new house and a new school, maybe reimburse, do something to show that, Hey, my bad. I made a promise. It didn't work out. We're going to help take care of you. So, I, so that kind of, I can understand it, but here's the other thing to watch out for. By doing this, you might feel better. Like you're cheating the system. You know, hey, hey, I'm pulling one over my manager. I'm pulling one over my boss. It's one of those things that you feel temporarily good. You feel like that instant gratification. I'm, I'm getting away with something. I'm, I'm really sticking it to the man kind of thing. But you got to be careful because that could, but that could really backfire pretty badly. I'm not sure if you're aware, but so many companies now deploy what you would call spyware or tattletaleware. So they monitor what you're doing. So they could be monitoring your actions and you think you're getting away with it and they see what you're doing. And give you an example. There's this article in the New York Post recently where there's this uh, woman who uh, company was kind of sus about, how is she really working? And it turns out they were monitoring her keystrokes her emails, um, not just her, I guess everybody in the company, you know, the keystrokes, taking photos, you know, uh, to see, are you at your computer? And the person was allegedly late for meetings, didn't show up for meetings and ultimately fired because they felt, hey, we could tell from the data we're collecting from spying on you that you aren't really working. So we're letting you go. And, and, I, it, and if I'm not mistaken, Christine, I think you know the story. Was it, it did it eventually go to court and they found out that? Yeah. So I think she tried to sue for like wrongful termination. And then the company came back and said, no, we have the data to prove that you weren't performing up to your, you know, job functions. Your keystrokes weren't in line with your job responsibilities. They should be a lot higher. So then they kind of rejected her, her, uh, application. And, and I'm all for if you feel that a manager, a boss, a company is taking advantage to stand up for yourself. But 
you got to be careful because just as you know, Christy was talking about with this situation, that happens both in the office and out of the office. So whether you're home or you're in the office, they're watching. Now, I'm not saying every company does that and it happens to across the board, but it's out there. And if you feel that, and I got, I can't prove this. I don't have all the data for this, but I would bet money on it that the people who are working remotely for companies where the CEOs are pushing to get people back into the office, they are watching you because they are looking for an excuse to either A, get your butt back in a seat in an office and say, hey, we have the data and all the stuff to show that you're really not working to your full potential. Or B, in a market like this, where they're cutting costs, that gives them an excuse to let you go and say, hey, we noticed from everything on your computer, you're not really working or you're not working up to our expectations. So we're letting you go. Therefore, you have to be really careful. You have to be so watchful that you doesn't end up where you get kicked out. Because in this market, it's going to be hard to find another job. Not impossible, but it's going to be hard. And then it's doubly challenging when you have to go and interview and they ask, hey, why did you leave your last company? And then you have to kind of, I don't know how you do it. You tell the story of I was let go because they... They said that I allegedly didn't do any work or didn't do the work I'm supposed to do. And they were watching my computer and watch my activities. And that's not going to go well in an interview because the interviewer, once they start hearing that, they, in, 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 a, in a, I would even say lukewarm market, in a not so good, pretty bad you know, market, no hard imagine wants to hear a story. Once you start telling, hey, they were monitoring it and they said I didn't do the work, then they're like, I don't want any part of it. Because what happens, just give you a little inside baseball. If you're a hiring manager, if you're a recruiter, you're or an internal HR person or anyone related to the whole hiring process, you don't want to get any headaches. You don't want to hire somebody who could be a problem because then it blows back on you and you lose political capital. They'll be saying, Jack, why the heck did you hire this person? Didn't you know that this person was brought up on, on I don't want to say charges, but brought up on saying that, hey, they haven't really been working. They've been slacking off. They've been coasting. They've been doing the bare minimum Mondays. Why, like, why did you bring this person aboard? What's wrong with you? Now you have to worry about your own job because then you're thinking, they're thinking, hey, if you can't find the right person, what's wrong with you? What, what's, what's going on? So be really careful what you're doing. Like, Christine, what have you seen? Like, you've seen a lot of that, right, too, about what's going on with these spyware, tattletaleware, stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I think it's so short-sighted of employees to, because like it was TikTok, Meta, Google, Amazon, JP Morgan, they all said 
that they would enforce in office attendance and people think, oh, just getting in my three swipes a week, that'll be fine. But they failed to realize that the surveillance doesn't just end there. And, you know, more companies are even having you like swipe your mobile phone to like print documents and they're like tracking IP addresses that like transmit like via Wi-Fi and there's heat sensors and weight triggered sensors attached to the chairs to see like how long your butt is in the chair and <laughs> whether you're present in the office. So I just, I just don't know why they thought that they could get away with it. Yeah, it's a good question. Because I, you know, to be fair, I think it's like hard to believe that you're not going to, well, it's hard to believe. I have a landline and that's ringing here. So I'm like one of the last people with landlines because my, <laughs> sometimes the technology here in the, the house does not go too well. <laughs> so, so you're hearing a message from a guy who had the phone number that I have now. <laughs> and I keep getting, I keep getting messages from this guy, Frank. <laughs> I'm not sure how, if, you, if you guys hear that because I have my headphones on, but yeah, that was, you know, I'm one of the last holdouts with landlines because I don't know if you have this working remotely. It found out that we have an older house from the 20s, 1920s, and the walls are so damn concrete thick that calls fall off and landlines work. So I, I don't know if you heard that. I apologize for that. But Christine, I'm sorry for the interruption. No, no we were talking about how we just didn't understand how they they didn't believe that they would get wouldn't get caught because mm -hmm. now like your your company has like the actual hard data that can justify like your firing and it's definitely counterintuitive to what people should be doing during this time you know to hold on to your job you want to be seen as like a valuable asset as your company instead of going in and just peacocking as you say just <laughs> You know, and, and I kind of empathize with people because it's a tough environment and you feel put upon. And if let's say there's been so many layoffs and then what happens, you don't replace the people. So the people who are remaining get dumped on with more work and they're frustrated. And then they want to just kind of, I think a natural reaction is to kind of push back. And do you think, Christine, maybe that's the way they're trying to push back is by maybe not working as hard, not mm -hmm. working as long hours to show like, hey, I, I don't want to be taken advantage of, but yet that could hurt them in the long run. I definitely understand the sentiment behind it. And I'm, I'm on their side. I just think when it comes to something like bad slaves, like that's hard data. Whereas, you know, acting your wage, maybe you it can go under the radar and stuff. So you want to protest, maybe protest in a way that there's not data that can get you fired. Like, would it be a better protest just to find a better job? Isn't that the biggest, like, 
you know, yeah, screw you, <laughs> boss, to find yeah. say, you know what? You didn't really appreciate what I have to offer. Now I look at this, I have this great job. And actually my job is a higher title than your job now. And I'm making more money than you. Isn't, isn't that the best revenge? Yes, that's the best solution. <laughs> right? right? That would be the goal to be like, heck with you. I got to tell you, when I was a, as a partner in quotes at a search firm and the senior partner was, um, I don't want to say anything, you know, what, but you can imagine. And I ended up starting my own company because I couldn't deal with it. But that was like, instead of just, just being like a jerk there, I was like, you know what? My best revenge is going to be, I'm going to build a bigger, better company. And that was my driving force. And that, you know, so I was looking more at a positive way of doing it. Um, I could get, I understand why people will kind of want to give that dig. You know what I mean? That, that, that like get back. But I think as Christine, like, as you mentioned, I think you're better off thinking, Hey, how can I use this to channel my energy to something positive and something worthwhile and something helpful, but not, and also not something that could cause you to lose your job. Right. Plus I imagine like just sneaking out of the office, it, it just can't be good for your mental health either. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because even with co with the coffee badging, right? I don't even understand how this works. So let's say you have to commute in. So you're going to commute in for like half an hour, an hour, however long it takes. Commute back for half an hour, an hour, whatever it takes. And and why not just just do the work while you're there? I mean, you're you're ruining you're losing the whole day of just commuting back and forth by just being in there for 20 minutes or half an hour to get a coffee, maybe a free lunch or whatever it is, like, why go through that? It doesn't seem very productive. Am I missing something? No, I agree. That's why I do think it is a very, you know, short-sighted uh, game plan for these employees. Yeah, it, for whatever reason, it seems coming out of the pandemic, this, there's this like whole mindset of just trying to skirt doing work and I get it at some level, but then also I think it just harms you. For instance, like with the acting your wage. So if you feel I'm not paid enough, I'm uh, you're not paying me enough. So I'm just going to coast. I'm going to cyber loaf online. You know, I'm not going to give it my best, but I don't know about you, Christine, but like it's to me, it's harder work not to work than to work. If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. And then they also go on TikTok and stuff and divulge like what they're doing. And I just, one, your boss can see that. And then two, if you get fired, then that lives on the internet forever. So then future employers can see that when they're checking you out, um, whether or not to hire you and stuff. So I just yeah, you don't, know people are thinking it through. You know what I think it is too? I think what happens a lot of times the loudest voices get heard and that's, that's the driver, whether it's good advice or bad advice. And for the longest time, I think the advice dispensed, particularly on TikTok, which um, in full disclosure, I love TikTok. I'm on it all the time. I, it's, 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 I, I really think it's super easy to find great stuff about, but and I just want to be fair because a lot of people trash it. And uh, so I don't want you to think I'm just trashing it because whatever, but I, I'm on it a lot. 
And the vibe is, is that is, is always, you know, boss is bad, company's bad, all that kind of stuff. And that's all gone on for year forever. It's always, that's always been a thing. But that's the narrative. And then everyone feels, oh, it's okay to do this. But it's, it's, it's like a self-inflicted wound, right? Like by just not doing work, by just coasting, you can't feel good about yourself. And if you're not happy, do something about it. Just like we were talking at the beginning of the show, use this time to find a new job rather than be disgruntled or try to do tit for tat. Hey, you did this to me. Now I'm going to try to gain the system by just coming in, swiping the card and leaving. Why play those games? Just say, hey, you know what? I'm not happy where I am. It's not working. Well, and then I'll say this, before you do anything, Chris, tell me if this makes sense. I would go sit down with your manager and boss and just be open about, hey, where do I stand? You know, what do you think of me? What chances do I have to grow within the organization? I'm interested in maybe doing X, Y, Z within the company. Is that possible? Can you help me out with that? Maybe can I learn some new skills? Can I get some maybe licenses or accreditations? And then feel out because you may find your boss really likes you and then wants to do those things for you. And you have a path forward to make more money and move forward. So by you know, doing these things that are kind of negative, that's not going to help you, but maybe start with that. Now, if your boss comes back to you and basically says, hey, there's no room forward, there's not a path forward, but not in a mean way, but just being level setting, like, hey, you know, the economy is, we don't see a lot of openings. People are not really leaving as they did in the past to open up a door to move forward. And uh, even though we like you, I can't see anything happening in the near term or even the long term. So then maybe then you realize, all right, I tried. I spoke to my manager, had a heart to heart, no yelling, no fighting, no arguing, because that's not going to change anything. But all right, you know, I don't like that they said there's no you know way to move forward. But now I know. So now I know instead of wasting my time and just 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 sleepwalking through the workday. I'm going to go now and try to find a new job, particularly since it's going into a new year. And for, you know, to, to, to piggyback what I was saying earlier in, in, in the show, once you get into the new year, there are these cycles that happen. The holiday cycle is slow because no one's around, but then you get into the new year, but not right away, you know, a couple of weeks into it. That's where all of a sudden things start turning again. You know, the wheels start turning People come back from vacation. They realize that maybe some people have left and they have to fill some seats. They get the new budgets approved. Um, and then speaking of that, I neglected to mention what happens too towards the end of the year, a lot of companies give money to their different units and it's use it or lose it. Meaning they have a budget for hiring and it's use it or lose it. And if you don't hire, you're gonna lose that budget money and you might not get it back the next year. So there's an incentive for a lot of managers to hire before the end of the year because they have the budget for it. And if they don't hire, then management is going to say, oh, so, hmm, Jack, you really didn't need as many people as you thought. So, yeah. So next year, we're going to just cut 
yeah, you know, we don't need to have the budget as much. We're going to cut the budget. So it's the self-interest of a lot of managers and supervisors to hire while they still have the, you know, that allotted budget to do it. So that's another reason for, for trying really hard during this piece of time to get that new job. And then once you get into the new year where the new budgets are approved and there's parts that are moving around and there are openings. So you're all set to do that. So I, I would say, and Christine, tell me if it makes sense, as, as we're talking about these kind of three, what looks like three separate topics we're going through, they all blend together where to me, it boils down to this. We're at this time period where we have to agree it's rough for white collar you know, professionals. However, there's going to be always opportunities and you need to say, I'm going to do whatever I take to find that job and keep moving forward. And I get you want to have a protest, you want to push back, but do it in a way that won't have a backfire on you and blow up on you and you may lose your job and it could take three to six months to find a new job. So you want to be really careful about that. It's easy to get caught up with the memes and the TikTok, you know, hey, you know, don't do this. So, you know, and, and do these things that aren't really helpful to your career. Ignore that stuff. You got to say, hey, how could this help or how this could hurt my career? And then also, unfortunately, know that we're in this world now. That's it's weird. You're going to have like, as Christine was mentioning, people are are watching and snooping on you. It's terrible, but it happens. We can't pretend it's not happening. So you have to be careful that if you're doing certain things and they're watching over, you don't want to set yourself up in a trap where they could just push you out because they say, here's the data that you're really not working as we thought you were working. Yep, you've given us very sound advice today, and it's a great contrarian approach to like these workplace trends and then also what people typically doing do during the holiday season in regards to their job search. So I think people will really appreciate what you've had to say today. Well, thanks. And you know, sometimes, you know, like when you're a parent, you, have, you, you give, you know, you give advice it's you try the best doesn't always work but you try your best to say hey you know we've seen these things play out before here's how it happens and want to just share the knowledge so that you don't have to fall into the problems and issues you know you know that you know like the parent did because they didn't learn you know what i mean so you just fall 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 into those cycles so this way you could learn and understand, say, hey, I get it. These are what my peers are doing, but it's probably not good for me. I have to do better and be smarter and make sure I'm watching myself and my career moving forward. So I hope, I hope this helps. I hope this gives some, you know, light on what to do during this period of time to get a new job and to position yourself for a new job in 2024 and what not to do that could kind of maybe give you some blowback, even if temporarily you feel good about you know, thinking that you're you're sticking it to your boss, which I, I don't care about that, but you don't want to do it so that you end up losing a job or, and then having to explain that down the road in an interview. So you have to be really smart. When things are super hot, jobs are plentiful, the economy is great, everything is euphoric, that's a whole different game plan. It's a whole different world. And we're not in it that now. So that's why you have to play it differently. So I hope it helps. 
listen, I always would love to come and say, hey, this is great. This is wonderful. This is fantastic. And bring up all the positive stuff. But I wouldn't be helping you if I didn't give you like the insider stuff that I find from 25 years of recruiting and placing people and hiring people and firing people. Um, you know, my own company, from my own company and, and, and writing for Forbes and interviewing all these people to synthesize what's happening. So I want to share with you the good, the bad, the ugly, what to do, what not to do, so you could help navigate your career and be super successful and happy and, and keep that momentum going. So thank you so much for watching. Um, feel free in the comments if you have any questions, um, if you need any help, if you like me, if you need any introductions to a recruiter, career coach, resume writer, mentor, whatever, or you just want to talk, feel free to hit me up, be happy to help. And then if there are any topics you'd like to hear in the future, let, you know, let us know. And I really appreciate you taking the time on a Friday to watch it. Hopefully this sheds some light and helps. And you know, let me know what you think of it. So thank you very much. And everyone have a great weekend.